Hey everyone, welcome to our newest episode of Untucked. Today we are going to talk about micro spending and the case to be made for um, enjoying small pleasures and not stressing out over their um, relatively small financial impact. And then we are going to discuss what the Wall Street Journal is claiming um, Americas are becoming a nation of early birds. And then our top five is top five TV moms. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not reflect the opinions of FC Advisory, Financial Coach Group, or the New Wealth Project. Nothing discussed in this podcast should be interpreted as investment advice. Welcome to episode 87 of Untucked. This is Megan. This is Mike. And this is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that 73.2% of beachgoers enter the water? Oh my God. <laughs> that number seems high to me. Number what? is made up. It's not made up. <laughs> I have 55,000 participants in this study. That's a lot. Dude, data from prospective cohort study of beachgoers at multiple marine and freshwater beaches in the U.S. were used to describe beachgoer char- characteristics. 73.2 entered the water. How many of them are in there just to pee? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's interesting that you asked that. Uh, 65.1 put their heads underwater. Okay. 41.3 got water in their mouth, and 18.5% actually swallowed water. I don't like it. So there's a person whose job it was to do this survey. <laughs> I, 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 like, really? They were trying to find out the demographic characteristics and behaviors and health risks associated with beachgoers on a national level. <laughs> well. I, let, guys, let's just simplify it. Three quarters of the people that land on the beach go in the water. I think that number's high. Yeah, I agree. How often do you go on the water, Mike, when you go to the beach? Like out of 10 times? Almost every time. Like you go ankle deep or you go knee deep? Like I usually don't go on. I don't know. I mean, I go go like go in to check it out, see how, you know, (laughs) see how the temp is. If there's no waves, it's boring. I'm I'm out. You know, but I'm always, in, I'm in at some point. Do your kids go in? Um, well, our kids don't go to the beach anymore. <laughs> so, um, nah, not really. What about Pam? Similar to you? Or is she a? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the same. Okay. What I about mean, you? I, Are you? I would say like out of 10 times, two or three times, I will go in and like go head under ride a wave or two but the other seven or eight times i mean it's it's like knee and below it's yeah it's it's only to check the temperature yeah it's kind of me yeah i think my decision is solely based on how hot out it is how hot outside it is yeah if it's cool and comfortable i'm not even putting my feet in the water if i need a break from the heat you're going under yeah, probably. I mean, does this count all the people that just go for a walk and then they're like walking through some water here and there? <laughs> they right? would be beachgoers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Then yeah. the number's right. Okay. 
Yeah. Right, Mike agrees with the stat. He loves the study. <laughs> this is a study, by the way, not a, a survey. Not yeah. a survey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Important distinction. Philly sports, let's do it. We can start with the Phils. How are you guys feeling? 58 and 49, nine games above 500. They've kind of been hovering around that number. Nine games above 500. Had a bit of a, a little rough run, I'd say, the last 10 games or so. Um, but are in a battle with the Marlins right now, a four-game four game series against the Marlins, who's the team that was like right in front or right behind them for that third wild card. Okay. But they won the last two against them, so they got two more, one tonight and one tomorrow night. Great game last night. Last night was exciting. It was one nothing going into the top of the ninth, Mike. Okay. My daughter Do tell. walked into the room at the top of the ninth inning. Phillies are losing one nothing. And she says, did this game just start? I said, no, it's actually the last inning. Why do you ask? She's like, because it's one nothing. That's awful. Okay. Phil score three runs in the top of the ninth, win the game three to one. Wow. I mean, it doesn't get more exciting than that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So I paid zero attention, as you know. I, I, I noticed the other day somebody said, I don't know who the pitcher was. Five innings, maybe six innings, no hitter going, low pitch count, and they yanked him. Yeah. And they lost the game. Yeah. What in the world would cause you to pull a guy who's only thrown like 58 pitches and has a no hitter going? I forget who that was. It might have been Sanchez. Maybe. Um, and he's not like a full game pitcher. Like he's not going to go, he's not going to throw 100 pitches. And. It was a matchup situation, and it was just time to take him out. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Matchup situation. Yeah. You know, righties, lefties. <laughs> right, you guys have nothing on the fills. Zero interest, zero, zero feedback, I mean, I, nothing. I said this to you today, and I'll share it with Mike because I feel like I have to. I was at – we were at Stephen's parents' house last night for dinner, and the game was on in the background. We left at the, the end of the eighth. So they were losing. We didn't see any of this excitement. We listened to it on the way home. And I have a take. Listening to baseball may be better than watching baseball. Hmm. Hot take. Okay. I was saying like to Jeff, I think part of it is how simple the game is. Right? Like listening to it, there's no technicalities. You can literally picture what's happening. Yeah. And which is a lot of nothing, but. A, but but the nothingness is filled with the people speaking who, I mean, weren't particularly entertaining, but like it wasn't just watching nine grown men stand <laughs> waiting for something else to happen. Yeah. So I was like, I, for an inning, for an exciting inning, this might be the new way that wow. I participate in Phillies baseball. It's been my way of participating, even with the TV, right? Like the game's on, you're making dinner. You don't have to like sit in a seat sure. and be glued to it. You can just listen because there's 15 seconds between every pitch. So you have time to like cut the chicken, look up, cut the chicken, look up, <laughs> you know, where are the breadcrumbs look up, you know, like there's time. It's not like to your point about listening to it on the radio, like basketball, football, hockey, I mean, it's like. Johnson passes to this guy. Yeah. Like it's, you have to be dialed in, whereas yeah. baseball, you don't. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. 
kind of making my point. <laughs> <laughs> Training camp started for the birds. Kelly mm-hmm. Greens came out. Mm-hmm. Big news. I didn't even know about it until like yesterday. I think it was it came out mon- like Monday, Sunday yeah. or Monday. Did yeah. you guys get any new gear? No, no. Like people waited in line down at the link. People tailgated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People got there at like three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. the night of the morning of, I mean. I own zero um apparel. Eagles or any, all any. You don't own a single Flyers t shirt. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. I I've might have gotten a you. Lindros T-shirt when I went to a game because they were giving him out for his like, you know, Flyers Hall of Fame induction or something like that. But I don't. I've never purchased a single, at least since I've been twelve years old. I'll say I call bullshit. You own a Colorado Avalanche hat? No, I don't. I've seen you wearing it. You own a Colorado Avalanche I mask. <laughs> uh, I, I might have the wrong name of the team. You own a University of South Carolina. Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, I have I have some college uh, who's, hats. Who's your favorite NHL team? Not the Flyers. I don't know. I mean, it's the Avalanche. I've seen you wearing the hat. I don't have an Avs hat. Okay. <laughs> I literally do not. You had an Avs mask when we were wearing masks. Yeah, I did. Yes. Have, I had that. Yes. Yeah. Is that what you're? That's mistaking? true. Maybe. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. But I mean, no t-shirts, no jerseys, no. Shame on you, dude. Shame on you. It's for kids. No, it's not. Adult adult males especially should not be wearing other, uh, you know, Phillies jersey or Sixers jersey. You can wear a hoodie. You can wear a a flyer shirt with a little logo. logo. Like a hoodie or a quarter zip or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Apparel. But not somebody's jersey. No, I'm not talking about buying a Kelly green jersey. I'm saying, did you get a new hoodie okay i'll get a kelly green shirt or long like t long sleeve t-shirt for sure i love a long sleeve tee apparently everything that's like legitimately from the nfl whatever is gonna be back ordered until like thanksgiving so it speaks volume about the volumes about the fan base for sure the fact that there were that many people there for the apparel is crazy Mm what so what does it speak about the fan base that they're crazy bunch of like idiots for blowing money on on just because they changed the tint in the green uh, t-shirt? I think that's what it speaks volumes. I to. would call them dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would just go crazy because I feel like it's dedication and idiocy in the same lump of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if somebody dropped thousands of dollars on apparel because they went back to the old school Kelly, Kelly <clears throat> excuse me Kelly Greens which by the way I love and the fan base loved um that's stupid going down and waiting in line for a long time I think is stupid okay. um, like you could just order it online yeah, yeah it may come in in months but yeah. you'll still have the apparel uh but I think it's kind of cool that that event happened and I mean look there's teams that no one would show up. Nobody cares that they changed their color. Mm-hmm. We do for some reason. <laughs> okay. Any any movement of Harden yet? No. Any any changes with the Sixers? No. Okay. Joel Embiid. I think since the last time we had a pod, Joel Embiid got married. Nice. Um. In the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Fancy. 
Yeah, he has a house there, apparently. Okay. Uh, no, there's been nothing of note with the Sixers. He marries mm-hmm. baby's mama? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. Any flyers? No. Okay. No, this is the dead zone time. Yeah. They just had, like, rookie or development camp, and there's nothing really to say about that, and it's – there's zilch going on. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, then we'll get into it. You want to start with Coach's Corner? Yeah, let's do it. Today we're going to talk about an article called The Avocado Toast Effect of Spending is Totally Overblown. This was in Men's Health and written by Chris Browning. We've discussed this topic a bit before but wanted to revisit it. There are many talking heads who believe your Starbucks habit will prohibit you from being able to save for larger expenses, be it your first home, retirement, etc., um, and that you should, in fact, in fact, avoid all of those costs. Chris, however, takes a different angle by actually advocating for what he describes as fa- small, intentional purchases that are good for us on multiple levels. Social example, excuse, social interaction or breaking up our routines um, or just treating ourselves, for example. Yeah, I kind of struggle with kind of where I shake out on this. Like, obviously, if you're making... 25, 30 grand a year and you're spending $8 a day on a Starbucks coffee. Like the numbers don't make sense. Like you're just, that's, that's a part of your budget that probably shouldn't be there. But if someone, if you can afford a Starbucks coffee and you're saving a few bucks each year into your IRA, like I agree. Yeah. Go get yourself a Starbucks. And these people that want you to analyze your spending and just do absolutely everything correct to help you amass the most amount of wealth by the time you're this arbitrary age of 65, I think is stupid. Like there has to be, it's like we talk about all the time, like where's the balance, right? I've said for years, I have no idea if I'm on track for it. Like I'd rather have like accumulate $3 million by the time I'm 65 and have lived a lifestyle then accumulate $6 million by the time I'm 65 or $5 million or $4 million and have like really just watched every single penny. Yeah, I, get, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I'm annoyed by these articles because they seem to overemphasize these little decisions that are nowhere near as important as making the right big decisions when it comes to like overspending on a, on a, your, your first house, for example, or, or, or buying a car that's, $15,000 too expensive that compared to what you should or what stuff like that. Like this is just trivial. And you know, you have Dave Ramsey's and people like that. And Susie Orman's out there that talk ad nauseum about this issue. And it's just not on the, of the top 10, like financial decisions. It's not one of them, in my opinion. Throughout That's your a life. pretty interesting take. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent with that. Yeah. The, the decisions that matter are not those your lunch with your girlfriends once a month right or like and 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 chris's point is there's other positive impacts that those types of things have that matter too and when you're talking to when the dave ramseys and Susie ormans of the world are talking to the masses they're not specifically understanding anybody's individual circumstance so it's like yeah you shouldn't spend any extra dollar like, if the lunch or the latte or, you know, like, is important for your general happiness, like, yeah, 
do it. <laughs> I mean, again, I think in the context of like, it's not the most expensive or consequential decision of your life. Um, but what about those tiny decisions that over a month add up to a big, you know, a kind of a balance sheet moving decision? I think that's when, yeah, then the ship has to be righted. But I guess I'm maybe specifically talking about like singular or like two or three decisions, right? Not not decisions that end up moving the needle. Right. Because it feels like those are the things that people stress about. I mean, we talk with people a lot about their cash flow and it's like, where do you think you can pick up a couple of bucks? And the first place everybody assumes is like, going out to eat or take out. It's like, okay, there are certain people, yeah, who like you can look at their DoorDash history and it's like, whoa, they spend $350 a month on takeout. Like that is a place where we could start. But then for the for the couple or the person who, you know, enjoys dinner out with friends twice a month to the tune of 200 bucks, like I, I just don't know if that, if the impact of that financially is going to outweigh the emotional impact of not doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I have two things to say, two more things. One, in the article, they, they use the example of four Starbucks a week would cost you $1,000 a year, let's say. And then after 20 years, that would be that would grow to $44,000. So, wow, that's like, it's money, but it's not, you know, life-changing money. Mm-hmm. I hate when they do that. And by the way, $44,000 20 years from now is probably the equivalent of $15,000 today because we're talking about inflation. So that's always a misleading thing when they say it's X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars in you know, 30, 30 years from now. It's like, stop. Like you, you're missing that. That number seems way bigger than it really is because of the future value of the money is sure. always going to be much higher. So that's, that's the thing that's annoying about that example. I will say, though, back to your point, Meg, you're getting this person is presumably enjoying their coffee or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and they get some sort of personal enjoyment from it. I would say if somebody's spending um, 10 bucks a day on lottery tickets, sure, I would have a different take on that. That's fair. Um, what if they won? They will not win. <laughs> um or if somebody is, you know, got a uh, online gambling habit, Jeff, like like you, <laughs> killed. Um, now you get enjoyment from that, so maybe you could argue that, hey, I, I I know I'm net spending money on this, but I I like it. I'm in the green. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the green. Is it green or black? Oh, I don't know. Let's go. No, when you're in the red, you're you're not yeah. making money. I I hate those calculations where they tell you what it could have like how much your what that money could have grown to. Like we use software where you um, have someone's cash flow and they say like, hey, can I should I buy a new car now? And if you enter that transaction in like what if scenario, like what if you spend thirty thousand dollars for this car, how that impacts you over the next. 30 years and like that car, that $30,000 purchase is going to cost you like 250 grand over your lifetime. I hate, like you would never buy anything, right? right? Should I get this $50 shirt? Yeah. Well, if you buy that $50 shirt 30 years from now, it's going to cost you $17,000. Like, <laughs> right. okay, but like I, I need a shirt. <laughs> 
but but that's what you were saying, right? It's the balance that we have to strike. We just strive to create. Like it, it's for who for what, right? Like sacrificing these lottery tickets, lattes, whatever it is, for what? Like, is your goal to have X amount of dollars when you're 50 so you can stop working early? Is your goal to be able to put your kid through college? Is your goal like to me, all of this is too general and too high level to matter to anybody. Like anybody reading this article and being like, oh, I should or shouldn't do anything. It's not in the context of their situation. So it's like it's far too general for us to even be mad about. (laughs) Yeah. And mad isn't the right word, but I'm like basically taking back everything I said because I'm like, this is just annoying. Yeah. Well, I I was listening to somebody on on another podcast complaining about today's, I'll say today, too many of today's people um, don't, will not accept delayed gratification and it's immediate gratification. Um, And I think there's a point to that. Um, But to your point, Meg, 100% delayed gratification is no good either. Right. Um, And you have to figure the balance between the two. So um, we could do a whole nother subject on the immediate gratification crowd, but uh, that's not this. No, I think if these articles can spark people to be more conscious of their spending and be more thoughtful with it, whereas you're taking and, and hearing what we're talking about, which is don't sweat the little things, do the little things right. Um, but also be more conscious on the bigger decisions. Like you're looking for a new car and they have like an R3 model and R5 and an R6. Like, do you really need the 320 horsepower car R6? Or is the R3 with 220 horsepower good? Like that one's going to cost you 10 grand more. Like just get, get the car that you like, but it doesn't have to be like the top of the line model. You're looking for a new house. Yeah. It doesn't have to have like absolutely everything like if it doesn't have ac now but it's cheaper maybe you get it maybe you add ac later like i think if they can help people make better small decisions and then hopefully they're making better bigger financial decisions too yeah yeah i think that's a good takeaway cool we good yeah moving on to america is becoming a nation of early birds this is from the wall street journal was written by rachel wolf Rachel's article discusses a social change happening around the country, going out earlier and coming home earlier. Possibly spurred by an increase in remote work, it seems people are eager to go out earlier and restaurants and entertainment venues are listening. Do we have a personal opinion on this? Are you guys early to go out, early to come home, or later to go out? I don't know. I mean, I don't think <laughs> I don't think I or we have changed our timing habits. I just know that the early dinner just always feels like you're, you know, the blue-haired special (laughs) kind of crowd. So it just seems more normal to have, like, dinner at 8 or whatever, right? I haven't – we Melissa and I haven't changed our dinner time when we go out since we've been together in 20 years. It's like a 7, 7.30 arrival at the restaurant, drink at the bar, have a seat. Usually we just actually eat at the bar. But if we are going to sit down with like another couple, it's meet you at the bar at 7, 7.30-ish, dinner to follow. That has not changed in 20 years. 
I don't know. I think the only thing that's changed about me is because I've gotten older. I don't want to be out as late, so I go out earlier. But I don't think that's a result of COVID or the pandemic. Um, And I don't know that, like, some of the examples she was using about, like, venues hosting music shows and things like that. Like, I haven't noticed or experienced any of that myself. I haven't been surprised by something I was planning to attend starting earlier than expected. So my change in my social outings is mostly just not wanting to be at a bar when it's crowded and there's a bunch of 21-year-olds around. Yeah, you shouldn't be in those places anyway. But if I'm at a restaurant that, like, in Westchester, for example, and, like, we want to go to have a drink after dinner, like, there's a chance that it's starting to get younger or more crowded. Sure. But, like, if I move up my dinner time by an hour, then I eliminate that. Okay. Yeah, and that's never even crossed my mind. Well, a 7.30 start time, it probably wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, so I have noticed, and this has been happening for years, like Melissa's twin sister and her husband and I are close. So we will go out to dinner and they'll recommend like, hey, I have a reservation at six o'clock. And I'm like, we're not, we're not meeting you at six o'clock. <laughs> right. 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 Like, like, like we're not the old couple that need, because they'll want to, they'll want to be there at six and then be home by 830. Yeah. And our schedule is seven, 730 arrival. Maybe dinner starts at eight, 830. And then hang out afterwards. Like, yeah. I'm not rushing to get home, especially when my kids are younger. Like, I'm not rushing home to relieve the sitter. Mm-hmm. I'm not rushing home to start to... Now, we don't have to manage kids. We don't have to manage kids anymore. So there is no reason to, to get home early. Mm-hmm. Um, I have noticed that a lot of the restaurants that we go to, I mean, at 10 o'clock, they're shutting down. Like, everyone's shutting down early. Early. Okay, so you before. have noticed that. I have noticed that the, okay. the, the restaurants close at 10 o'clock okay they're not they're not like college bar scenes right right they're not in i don't know i haven't been at many in the borough that do that Mm -hmm. but outside the borough absolutely yeah i don't think that's new though no i don't think i mean i haven't noticed that like like you just said i i agree i've i you know that's oh yeah it's 9 30 and we're like the last ones here or something but it used it to be just like Takeku was like 9.30. They were a hard shutdown. Yeah. And now I'm noticing it at other different places. At different, at other places. Yeah. Maybe. Is the article's right? And I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't doubt. I mean, I don't um, begrudge the restaurant owners. It's like, look, do the profits really outweigh the liability if I stay open from 10.30 to 1.30? Probably not, right? The crowd thins out at like... At nicer restaurants, right? The crowd sure. thins out. You're going to have some old freaking country club guy getting freaking schnockered and grabbing some waitress's ass and like causing something bad to happen. So, yeah. I, yeah, I would shut down early too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially suburbs, right? I mean, like in right. the city, it's totally different. Right. We're not in a thriving metropolis out here. What's the scene at the beach? Like, do you feel like when you're at the shore for the summer, it's different than when you're home in terms of your social outings? Yeah, there's so where we go has changed um, and the time that we're there has changed. Like, so there'll be a like one of the main spots gets really, really young the later you're there. So you kind of just like avoid it at all costs. 
and then there's another place that's kind of got stuff going on that's but it's got an older crowd <laughs> but that's not always good either because there's a lot of you know weirdos running around in that group <laughs> um but yeah i'd say i'd say we definitely try to get, like our, our mission is we don't want to be out roaming around the town we, we want to be home go go home and, like yeah. have a couple like drinks at home um so re- what's, reasonably early what's your cutoff what's your cutoff when you're out each of you like when do you when do you turn into a pumpkin it, it all depends like who we're with and what we're doing i think i think if there's no expect like if i'm home and it's just like steven and i i'm like i want to be home in pjs by 11 okay so whatever time i need to leave my if i'm in westchester i can stay out a little later but if i'm further <laughs> like in pjs at 11 o'clock okay if like girlfriends are in town or there's something we're celebrating that kind of yeah gets blown up but if it's just a normal like hey we're gonna go out and grab dinner and maybe a drink or two after I'd say 11 it's probably about right i'm, I'm probably there yeah, yeah. I don't. If it's just Melissa and I, and we're having dinner. I am in no hurry to get home. We usually have a good time together. Can't think of the last time that we've like actually gotten in an argument when we were out. Uh, no, I mean typically like we're having a good time. So it will be like eleven thirty. I'll look at my watch and go, "Oh my god, it's eleven thirty. Like we gotta go." Oh, okay. Yeah, like that's why. Like I don't feel that way at eleven. It's like that eleven thirty, eleven forty-five. Like. It, we're about to cross midnight. Yeah. And I feel like even if we're home, if it's – there's some times where we just there's, – if there's nothing going on tomorrow, we're having fun. I'll stay up at home, 1130. Once 1 o'clock hits, I'm like, dude, we got to call it. 1 o'clock is just too late. This is specifically when you're drinking though, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not like – yeah. I don't usually find the just a conversation that engaging <laughs> that I would stay up till 1 o'clock. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But I have friends that, I mean, when they have people over and I text the next day, like, hey, what time did you guys shut it down? Like, it was 3, 3 a.m. And there's no way I'm doing that anymore. Oh, my God. It sounds terrible. Yeah, you wouldn't stay. We do that. That that, that happens a few times a summer for us. At I'm, home. I'm sure. You know, we're just out on the deck and it's just like, it gets really late, but we got tunes going and we're... Yeah. Whatever. I mean, and then it's like, holy shit. It's, it's, Is that just you and Pam, though, or are there usually other people? Um, Both. Okay. Hmm. But a lot of times it's just two of us, and it's like, oh, my God, it's 2.30. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, if it's just me, I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> if there's more people, I like. I guess I get a little bit of FOMO, and, like, I don't want to miss anything, <laughs> so I, like, force myself to stay out. But, like, if you asked any of my friends, like, who's the first person to go home? It's Megan. 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> if I'm hanging, like in your example, Mike, when you're like outside the fire pit, it's a cool night yeah. and you're just hanging out. If I'm with normal people that we hang out with, like the normal, like the usual suspects, when it's one, I'm like, dude, I'm out. Like I, if I'm with people I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Yeah. It, like we'll have one or two of those a summer where yeah. it just goes till two thirty three, and you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I sneak out the back. <laughs> That's when Melissa does her Irish goodbye. Uh, she was gone two hours before that. <laughs> All right. Want to do our top five? Sure. Yeah. So we did today's top five TV moms to follow up our top five TV dads of a couple pods ago. Who wants to kick it off? 
I'll go. Okay. Okay. Um, I have got on my list, and any opportunity I can to put this show in the top five, it goes. I got Mabel Thomas from What's Happening. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. She was awesome. I'm not as familiar with Mabel. Oh, man. Um, She was a no-brainer for me. I got uh, Gemma Teller from Sons of Anarchy, played by Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal probably could have been on here like five times herself. (laughs) Yeah, well, she's she's on here twice because I got the Peg Bundy on here too. Okay. Yeah. Knew it. I don't know Sons of Anarchy, but... Um, another one that I, I, I debated, but I put her on my list is Claire Dunphy because she's a, she generally annoys me, but occasionally she's pretty, she has some good, um, good moments. I like Claire Dunphy. (laughs) Exactly how I just would have described her. And I have her on my list too. Some crossover. And then my last one is, um, is, uh, Moira. I knew you were going to have it. I have her too. Creek. Every opportunity for Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Mike's a bigger Schitt's Creek fan than I am, I think. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. But... All right, well, let me go because yeah, he has yeah, two yeah. of mine. So I have Claire and Moira. I have Kitty Foreman from that 70s show. Do you guys I ever... never saw the show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love her. She's nuts. Yeah, yeah, she's great. But she, I mean, the, her and Red might be like the best characters of that you, show. You're right, you're right. She's got that high-pitched voice. Yes. Yeah, she's great. Yes. Um, Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Obviously. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know if this is allowed, but you guys finished The Bear, right? Yes. I did not. Oh, shit. How far in Notary? I haven't even started season two. All right. So you meet Carmen's, you meet their mom. Okay. And she's played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. She's in one episode. Okay. And she was phenomenal. Okay. Which is why I'm not sure if it counts because she's not like. It counts. She's literally in one episode, and she's obviously present in the show because they talk about mom. But like, she was that episode, dude. You watched it, yeah. I I couldn't get past if it was anyone but her. I'd I'd agree. You don't like her? Cannot stand her. Oh, I love her. That's a shame. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. So, I don't think you guys are gonna like my list. I have uh, (laughs) Wendy Bird coming in at number five again. Another one where I do not like Laura Linney. Wendy Bird. Oh, from Ozark, yeah. and and she's a terrible character. She's not a great. Kind of like why great... I liked her because you hate her so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a good. I, he, she was terrible. Like she uh, was like evil. The person I hated most yeah, on that yeah, whole show. Yeah. That's kind of why I liked her. <laughs> um, Marie Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. Another show. Is that I really the mom never saw. or the grandma? It's, it's it's the grandma. Okay. So, so Ray's mom. Yeah. yeah she yeah. is just a riot. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Costanza from Seinfeld, which you've never seen. Nope. But she's hysterical as well. Uh, Rainbow Johnson. Blackish. Oh my God, you guys never watched Blackish? No. Nah. Rainbow Johnson. Wow. And then my number one is Lily Munster. <laughs> you always go way back in the, Who is into that? the archives. The Munsters. You never watched The Munsters? No. Lily Munster. She's the mom. Like Dracula's wife. Oh. I can't believe she wasn't on anybody else's list. No. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yep, thanks. See ya.